Welcome to the Warbloggle.com podcast. This is Warbloggle of Warbloggle.com, obviously. Uh, this is the, I guess, seventh podcast I've ever done on this site. It's been about two years since I've done an official Warbloggle.com podcast. The last one, you may remember, happened on Thanksgiving, a few days before the greatest ending in any college sporting event, in any sporting event ever. <sighs> Thanksgiving morning. I sat down with Skype with Coach Pat Dye, and we talked about what was going to happen that weekend. This year, it's not nearly as as impressive and important as that one. But we'll all probably still have our pants when the podcast is over, though. Good point, Matt. Roll Tide. We do have the Motley Crew. You may have heard on the on a similar style podcast before. We have Matt Scalisi, who's going to be our guest moderator. We have. Blake Ells, who's also going to be a guest moderator, and Hunter L. Johnson, King Bam of the Internet. And with that, I will throw it over to Matt to kind of run this thing as he always has. Well, thank you. It's It's been a while, fellas. It's good good, good to chat again. Man, this is And, and, this and is the fact that we're here on, on warbloggle.com, too. Just, he's, it's he's just bringing I, people together. He is, man, yeah. Listen, if there's anything that this world could use right now, it's the healing of this podcast, warbloggle.com. If you had, like, told, I, me, I, if, I if you had told me eight years ago when he wrote that column that all the bammers just hated about Saber cussing, that I would be doing a podcast on his website eventually, I'd have said no freaking way. That, that one day, one day you'll be, you will be doing a podcast on warbloggle.com as we await Donald Trump taking the, the presidency. And, the ti- and meanwhile, the, the, the Tide uh, playing for their, their fifth potential national championship under head coach Nick Saban. It's been a wild eight years, Hunter. That, that column's been pretty good to the Tide. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. What, what was this column? Do you know what he's talking about, Bloggle? I've written so many like this. <laughs> what, what was it was a troll, man. It was good. It was a real good troll. Like I, it made me mad. It, oh, it was after the 2012 game, I think. No, 2009. Sorry, when okay. you know we. It was Gus Malzahn. Well, it was Gene Chizik's first year, and we came out and led him 14 to nothing, and then Gregory McElroy brought him down at the end and won, and all that kind of stuff. And he. Saban had cussed or something, and I, you know, I was just like, I, I didn't do the whole, I'd rather lose as an Auburn fan than win as an Alabama fan any day, but it was kind of, I mean, I was like, far from it. We, were, we don't love everything we've done in the past. The, the podcast almost <laughs> didn't happen this time, but we thought that, like, it really needed to happen one more time while Nick Saban was still the head coach at Alabama because Before this Dabo is probably, this is probably going to be the final one, so yeah. it needed to happen. <laughs> so, what's, what's the whole – isn't there some sort of connection between Alabama National Championships and Democratic presidents or – wasn't there something? Well, they've, they've never they've – never, wait, have they ever won one when there was a, a, a Republican president, Hunter? I don't know. Well, Bush was still the president in '92. It's like this is our last chance, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think, never mind. I don't know. It don't. It don't matter. I mean, they have a lot, so it's hard to it's hard to really make a hard rule on it like that. Uh, you know. uh, Matt saying they. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, let, let me let me start this off by just talking about this year a little bit, and because uh, I, I I want. 
I guess because because this is his website, I would like to hear from more Bloggle first. How how do you feel right now uh, going into this game? We've, we've just learned some some pretty favorable news for your team today. How how are you feeling about this game right now? Well, I think you have to look at the Auburn's chances the same way. Right, I wouldn't say the exact same way. Maybe ninety percent of the same way that we looked at them a month ago. Because I know the Georgia game killed every Auburn fan's spirit and all of that, and we just thought all of a sudden we're a terrible football team again. But that's not the team that was winning six in a row and moving up to the top ten. And now somewhat that team is back. We don't know who's playing quarterback, but we we think Cameron Petway is going to play. And that obviously is a huge boost. I've kind of been – not that I didn't like Cameron Petway, but I kind of have been more of like it doesn't matter who's running the ball because the offensive line's been playing so well. But that kind of, I don't know, carry-on is good, but he's not going to bruise people like Cameron Petway does all game. And then eventually by the fourth quarter, they just don't want to tackle anybody. So people thought Auburn had a chance a month ago or they were kind of saying, well, maybe this is going to be a really special iron ball and Alabama should be worried. You, I think you kind of have to almost be back to that point right now. So, I'm, I mean, obviously, Alabama's undefeated. They've beaten a lot of teams badly. Didn't beat LSU that badly. Didn't beat Arkansas as badly as Auburn did. Um, Wait, what, but, was the transitive, what was the transitive score between Auburn, LSU, and Alabama? How did that work out? It was 18-13. to 13. Actually, I mean, they, they, beat, they beat LSU by more than we beat them. It was 18-13 okay. and 10 to nothing or something like that. So that, I mean, I, how how Bloggle just went from saying that it's it's a, not the same team that lost to Georgia, and then circled back and said <laughs> that, that that it doesn't matter who's running the ball uh, behind that offensive line. So essentially, it is the exact same team that lost to Georgia. No, because Cameron Petway didn't. Play. You said it didn't matter who runs the football. No, no Cameron no. Petway didn't play, Hunter. I know, but it didn't matter who runs the football. It can be anybody. They're going to get no. yards because the offensive line's so good. That's what I he said. Say. No, I was saying back then, before that game, I kind of had that idea that it really didn't matter. But that game, and even a little bit of the Alabama A&M game, the way, I mean, Carrion didn't tear it up in the first half. That game kind of showed to me that Cameron Petway is the bruiser that we need. You see, As you usual, think, I, heard, I heard what I wanted to hear. What do, you do, I'm you, sorry, I forgot about the last part. So you do think that, that Auburn's success is somewhat, this year, somewhat contingent upon Cameron Petway being healthy and and running the ball well for them, basically. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it obviously is going to really, really come down to can Auburn throw the ball against? I mean, that's Alabama's. If there is an Achilles heel on their defense, is throwing the ball deep. They gave up 400 yards to Austin Allen, and he threw it deep all night. And that's what Auburn really is going to have to have. I mean, have to have because. I mean, they're going to be able to stop Auburn's running attack if that's all they do. But I still think Cameron Petway is the back that can kind of wear any defense down, really, if he gets going. But in terms of chances, I mean, they're still Alabama and still beating everybody, and there's still that aura and mystique and prestige, and it's going to be there and all that. you got to beat that part of it, too. So, I don't know. So- I think – 
the twenty point line is ridiculous, but I, I agree. It should be more like twenty five. I think we're at twenty eight points. <laughs> hang on, hang on, Hunter. So look, Wait, you want to tease it six the other way? <laughs> like call call up your man and just screw with him. Say so take it six your way, pal. <laughs> I'll give you more. I'll give you more points. Come on. So listen, I I, I want to get I, I want to get Blake's Auburn opinion in a second because I I I feel like. I feel like it's going to center us all. But I, before we do that, I want to go the opposite end of the spectrum and hear what Hunter feels about this game. Because I know, Hunter, this is a game for you that you tend to get nervous about and it kind of makes you sick and you're, you know, you're, you're not as typically confident about Iron Bowls uh, the last few years as you are about a lot of other games Alabama plays. How are you feeling right now? A lot better than I'd be feeling if Auburn had beaten Georgia. Because like, I would be nervous little bitch right now had Auburn beaten Georgia. But I think that game did change a lot. Um, just from the whole, like, Auburn doesn't have all that much to play for. And I know you're going to say they have plenty to play for or whatever. But, like, they're not playing to win the West. Um, there's not that whole, like, 2013 type thing. Like, that surpri- like they were a surprise team then. That, like, you know, a team of destiny, if you will. God's team, perhaps. Um and like that's not the case this year. Like yeah, they can still really win. unchristian, Hunter. I know. Um, they <laughs> they they can still go to a really good bowl game, but like they're not playing for any championships. So like that makes me not. It makes me not quite as worried as I, I would have been a, a complete wreck had it not been for that. Um, but I feel pretty good about the game. Um, I think we're better. Uh, I think that both teams have good defenses, and um, I think we're going to have trouble moving the ball. Uh, early because Lane's going to be Lane, um, and I, I think that you know them being able to throw the ball, like Boggle said, that's going to be important. Like if it's Sean White back there with you know throwing the ball like he was against Georgia, they have no chance. Um, so yeah, I feel I feel pretty good. But I mean, they're running, they're they're really good at running the ball. Um, I think we we can stop them, but they're going to get some yards on us. Um, so I think you're going to see a game very similar to how the game was last year. Maybe we win by a, maybe another possession, like as last year was what was it twenty seven fourteen last year? I think I do think we cover, um, but I think we cover late. I think it's like a, a 10, 11 point game, you know, in going into the fourth quarter. So Blake, you've you've kind of gone back and forth on this whole deal this year, but I know that one thing that that you've consistently maintained throughout the year is that. The idea of anyone hoping to do anything to stop Alabama from winning a national championship is is a basically a pointless a, po- a pointless struggle and a futile effort. What, how, are you feeling any differently? Have you come off of that at all, or, or what? Are, what's your take on this right now? Give us a take. No, no I'm not. Alabama is a joyless kill machine, and they have been for like three years now. Um, I do think that Auburn has a defense that's good enough to make this respectable. Uh, If Auburn could somehow make this a field goal kicking competition, then maybe they have a shot at it, uh, much the same way as they did against LSU. Uh, If the defense shuts Alabama down to that extent, um, I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to win if Alabama starts scoring a lot of touchdowns. Uh, it, <laughs> wow, that's real out bold take there, pal. By a lot, I mean <laughs> by a lot, I mean two. Um, <laughs> it's going to have to be pretty low scoring for Auburn to have a shot at this. Um, but yeah, Alabama's 
nobody's going to beat this Alabama team. I, I think um, you, you always have the throw the record books out the window. And even Gus Malzahn said today the better team normally wins this game. Um, and, and I think it's pretty clear who the better team is this year. I don't think there's going to be any huge surprise. Um, but, you know, um, this is, this, this one feels really weird because there's not like, like Auburn doesn't have anything to be ashamed of and what they put up this year, other than that effort against Georgia, really. Um, and that was largely due to injury. Um, and like Hunter said, if, if Auburn had beaten Georgia, I would probably feel way different about this game. If Auburn had beaten Georgia, you're talking about an Auburn team. That's like a number five, number six in the country right now, playing for a spot in the playoffs, like even possibly if they lose. Um, so that just kind of took the wind out of everybody's sails and changed this whole thing. And, um, but you know, everybody else has been playing for second all year long because Alabama, this is the best Alabama team I've seen. Um, now, the only thing that gives me the slightest bit of hope as an Auburn fan is that this is the best Auburn defense that Nick Saban has ever faced. Um, so uh, may, maybe maybe Kevin Steele has something up his sleeve. I don't know. But who would have thought? Who would thought that Gus's was. heyday that like you know back you know when y'all were just scoring all these points at everybody that we would hear an Auburn fan say we just need to keep it a low scoring game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was that one year that it was like 55 to 44 or whatever. And it was like, yeah, yeah. This is, Auburn's got them right where they want them. And, right Al- now. and Alabama's talking about how they, if they can just, if they can just keep the pace up and run that yeah. hurry up, no huddle. Is this, is this really what we want football to become, you guys? <laughs> I, you know, it, it's what I wanted football to become in like 2011, but you know. Well, you got your wish, pal. All right. I did. And, and, and you know what? I, apparently. Um, apparently Lane Kiffin can do anything you can do better, I guess. Yeah. It's just, it's, and it's still just as joyless and soulless as it was before. <laughs> it is. You're damn right. So, so listen, what I haven't, since we haven't done any of these other podcasts this year, what is your feeling right now? Kind of obviously the, an Iron Bowl win would, would probably change your feelings a good bit, but just so far, Bloggle and, and Blake, how do you feel about the job that, that this coaching staff has done this year? And how do you feel about going forward? You know, what the sort of, you know, I guess, where are they right now? Where, 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 where are they in terms of the confidence you have in them as fans? Well, I mean, the, like Blake just said, the really good side of the coaching has been the defense. I mean, Kevin still, I think he's admitted that he's pretty much stuck with what Will Muschamp had already kind of laid the groundwork with last year. They even used some of the same terminology. So that mean that it's almost like Muschamp hadn't left besides the breaking boards on the sideline and cussing out the referees. I mean, it's like, it seems to be just growing from that. Obviously they do have very talented players on seniors on the defensive line. And, and that has a lot to do with it, but I mean, I think that coaching staff, Travis Williams with the linebackers, we haven't had linebackers since like 2010 that, that we like enjoyed watching play. And <laughs> Deshaun Davis and Trey Williams are, are great. And that's all Travis Williams right there. So, I mean, I think the defensive side of the ball, the secondary is good. The guy, I can never think of his name, the guy who came from the Saints, coach at Ole Miss, whatever his name Prime is. Prime dog. Prime dog. Yes, McGriff. He, I mean, 
this, the secondary, they actually turned around to look at the ball. Now they didn't against Alabama and A&M, but maybe that was just because whatever, but the defensive coaching has been stellar as far as offense at the beginning of the year. Obviously we had no idea what was going on with the, with the carousel at quarterback. It seemed like it was a more of a trial and error kind of thing. And then, then it just got blown up because Auburn really probably could have won that game. And if you had stuck with one, it would have been all right. Uh, but then once after the, the Texas A&M game, Everybody was down, even though they expected Auburn to be one and two at that point. Uh, when Rhett took over the reins, for whatever reason, it started working. There's tons of reasons and rumors and whatever out there for why he gave that to Rhett. I don't care. It worked. It took the pressure off Gus. He didn't have to sit there and, like he said, get mad at every play that didn't work, which messed up his next play call. He let Rhett handle it, and it worked. Some people want to say Gus took over the play calling in the Vandy and Georgia games, and that's why we kind of struggled. That's not true. Rhett called the plays, and it has been calling the plays since game four. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's a – obviously the offense has not been as good the last few weeks, but it's, again, because of injuries. Nothing has changed. The The play calling style has not changed. The, the coaching has been the same. Herb Hand has – upped his game because the first few games the blocking was terrible now it's awesome now auburn's whatever that award is that they put out the semifinal for the for the offensive lines today auburn was one of them and at the beginning of the season you would not have seen that i mean this is one of the better offensive lines that they've kind of gelled and 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 gotten great so i mean i think the defensive coaching has been better but they've also haven't had the injuries that the offensive side has had um I don't know what it means for Red if he's going to go somewhere else or or whatever, but it's odd move. Whether you want to make it seem like Gus wasn't that good and Rhett's always been the one doing the right thing, who cares? Whatever the the coaching as a whole has been fine on offense and great on defense. There you go, Blake. Yeah, it's just it's uh, you couldn't have asked for a better season than this, but you're perpetually comparing yourself to Alabama, and so it's going to come up short of what Alabama is accomplishing right now because it's the greatest dynasty in the history of this game. So eight and four isn't good enough, um, but it's really good at most places in America, and it was a pretty good season and. You know, Auburn's going to go to Nashville or Orlando or something, and it's going to be pretty cool. And that's better than most places in America. This team's like the 13th team, 13th ranked team in the country right now. But I mean, that's it's it's like this year is like perfectly representative of life as an Auburn fan. Like you're better than most places in America that are playing college football, but you're not as good as the team across the state and. It's you just can't be. So enjoy your trip to Nashville. It'll be fun. <laughs> Nashville's okay for you. Like Nashville like the sixth bowl. Like I think y'all, y'all can do, do better, better than, than Nashville. That. I mean, I don't know Orlando, Tampa. I don't know whatever. Maybe. I mean, if the Sugar Bowl takes the second highest ranked team, which is us right now. Yes, if we lose to Alabama, we're going to drop. The only thing we have to hope doesn't happen is Tennessee jumping us after they play their murderers row of the worst teams in the SEC to end the season, they have to beat Vanderbilt this week. So if, Va- if they beat Vanderbilt, 
we lose to Alabama, that's the only difference. It, if Tennessee jumps us from that, I if not, the, I mean, we, we can still well, go to Sugar Bowl. It's probably, it's probably the other threat would be if Florida ends up beating Florida State this week. That, well, yeah. Then yeah. they probably wouldn't get dropped too hard for losing to Alabama in the SEC championship game. I was most bummed out that Alabama didn't get a second chance to play their biggest rival this year. I thought that was going to happen a week ago. <laughs> Pal, as, as a person who, who has to create content for a large audience, I can promise you I, I, I was also up there with you disappointed. We would have, we would have had so many cigar videos oh, man, up Justin there, buddy. Oh, would have had such a great hype video for that. <laughs> <laughs> you thought Alabama played their biggest rival, and then it just shows like UT. And then you thought Alabama played their biggest rival again, and then it shows Auburn. And then it's like, but then they played them a third time. <laughs> That sounds like an SEC shorts video right there. <laughs> Man, so many missed opportunities there. Thanks a uh, lot. Thanks a lot, a LSU. Con- content machine if LSU doesn't win that game. Now we get a boring ass. Hunter, how do you feel about, about Alabama playing Florida again in the SEC championship? I'm glad because they're not I – don't, I don't think they're good at all. So um, – <laughs> <laughs> None of the East is good, though. Like, no, right. no team in the but East is worth a damn. There's also something to me with Tennessee being our biggest rival and all. Like, you want them, like, I, just like I want Auburn to do really, really badly, I want Tennessee to do really, really badly. So, the worst, like, I don't want good things to happen to them. Like, and it's, I enjoy the whole narrative that we can continue about Bush Jones never win in the East, even when it's like the worst SEC East ever. Just keep on um, picking up life changes. He won the championship of life, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, Great. You jealous of that? A little bit. A, lo- a, life, pal? a little bit. A little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm. I like and I like kind of continuing the whole narrative of Alabama pretty much always plays Florida in the SEC championship game, and it's never an Alabama Tennessee thing. Yeah, they had that. They had that that real dull one against Missouri, which no nobody. It's like nobody wants you here, Missouri. I'm sorry. Right. Nobody they they don't belong in the league. Just Is as an aside, like, they shouldn't Al- be in the SEC. Alabama's never played at Tennessee in the SEC championship, right? They have not. No. They've only they played Missouri once, and they played Georgia once, and uh, every other time was Florida. And Auburn's never played Georgia. That's right. One, one day, maybe. Auburn's played in as many SEC championship games as Alabama, haven't they? I don't know the answer to that. Think, I don't think so. Alabama had a few in the 90s before, before, uh, before Auburn kind of had their their 2000s run before they got off probation <laughs> uh anyways, I, I get getting getting back on the this week's game hunter what what is your what is your feeling right now about uh, like as far as this season for for you as an alabama fan you know they're they're undefeated for the first time this deep into the year since I guess since 2013, right? Correct. Are you uh, are you are you more confident right now in in what's going on than you have the last few seasons? Or what, what's your feeling about where your team is at right now? I feel great um, because and I, if we win the rest of our games, we could go down in one of like the highest ranking of logical accomplishments, like the rings of accomplishments. We could be an undefeated national championship. It's national true. Champion. It is. It is War Bloggle's definition of success. That's number one. Yeah. 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 So, our, I know our guys are thinking about that and playing for that. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's been a great season, man. Like the uh, the oldest game did, I think, take a couple years off my life because that was pretty hectic. It reminded me a little bit of the 2014 Iron Bowl. Um, but pretty much every other game, we're just beating the crap out of people. Save LSU. 
um, which I never really felt like we were going to lose that game either. Um, you weren't ever going to lose Ole Miss either. I, I loved this part of the Alabama season this year where you guys were like, oh, man, this is – oh, no, somebody scored a field goal. We're in real trouble now. We were, it was like 21 to 3. Yeah. <laughs> we were down, <laughs> losing. I mean, they, they did only win by five, and Auburn beat them by 11, but yeah. Oh, man. Did you, watch, did you watch any of that? Did, did you watch any of that Ole Miss-Auburn game, Hunter? Uh – I mean, I know you yeah. usually watch Auburn games. Oh, yeah, because it was awesome being able to, like, not have to pull for Auburn to win, um, <laughs> as I've had to do the last couple of years. So. This this one I, I thought was was particularly interesting just because there was very – there was a lot of celebrating after that game. It felt like it, felt like it was a very big one for Auburn this year. Do you – do you either of you guys have – any of you have an opinion on – why? Why was that such a big game for Auburn? Because I, I think it's I, turned, I, there. I think it's turned into a big game for them. I know you weren't asking me, but I think that's turned <laughs> into a pretty big game with those two teams. Well, I mean, they that after the the big, the start of the season when we were one and two, um, everybody, you know, Ole Miss at the beginning of the year was a sure loss for Auburn. Now, obviously, they weren't as good at that when we played them. They weren't what they are now. Obviously, losing to Vanderbilt by twenty one points. But at that time, that was one of those games we were like, yeah, we're, we're, we've kind of righted the ship, but that's probably still a loss. We can probably beat Georgia, but we won't beat Ole Miss. And it completely flopped for some stupid reason. But, I mean, yeah, I think the Hugh Freeze, I don't care about Hugh Freeze, but Gus Malzahn and Hugh Freeze are good friends, and it seems like they're just our little buddy in the hurry-up offense world and, and whatever. Um I don't really like them at all. I don't care about Hugh Freeze and the hurry up offense thing. I think they've cheated, and we know that because when you're a team like Ole Miss and you all of a sudden get five stars every year, you're probably not doing something that you used to do. But um, and it probably doesn't. I mean, it's Baylor. It's tight. It's Baylor like, not with all the other stuff. But you know, Damn, they're all of a sudden good. I don't uh, understand how Ole Miss sucked for like seventy years, and then all of a sudden they're they're good one year. Exactly. And, and, and now and now we're like, oh, Ole Miss is the best six loss team in America. Like, how did that one good year Ole Miss had like give them this much clout? I don't I don't really know where that came oh, from. But and know. blogger, a little a little tip from the Bama playbook here. When a team at the end of the year isn't as good as they were when you played them, you don't say that they clearly aren't that good. You say that you made them quit, like you killed their will. <laughs> that's, right. that's that's okay. that's something that we do a lot. You come up I with you it, call it the Bama effect, or yeah, the, the Bama. So you just call it the Barn effect. It'll work. So what do you say about USC right now? Because that that I mean, are you taking credit? Are you going to be like, wow, look how good they are now? We beat. Them. Oh yeah, man, dude, that's a top ten win for us. <laughs> Beat them like fifty-two to seven. They just it just took them a, most of the took them a while to get. Well, they they, they hey, played the wrong quarterback. I guess this is not our hey, fault. Hey y'all, I just saw this thing on my TV. I, I got it on the the one of these sports channels here, right? And it's got a ticker at the bottom. And I just saw where this Ohio State Michigan game, number two versus number three, is at eleven a.m. What what kind of mess is that? It's I mean, I mean it's you're like, used to it. Y'all y'all played a lot of games at eleven a.m. Number two versus number three is at 11 a.m.? I mean, they might as well play it at midnight on YouTube. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Let's talk about that. I mean, it's Iron no, Man. No, we're not. We're not getting I'll watch that Alabama lose to Valparaiso in Las Vegas at midnight I on know, YouTube. It was something. I want to know what is a sadder <laughs> use of one's time. Is it is it watching the team you love at midnight play a basketball game in November on YouTube, or is it watching the team that you want to lose on YouTube at midnight? I, it was, man, it was I didn't have much Pearl, It was Bruce Pearl on, watching man. it while he's being fat. <laughs> he's he, kind of ganging up on me here, and I don't like it. Listen, <laughs> I just, I'm moving off of basketball, but thank you. I, I do want to know. I, I wanted to do this because I feel like we already had a big win in the Cancun Classic. Congrats on beating Texas Tech at the last Undefeated. second. Um, is who, who's <laughs> coaching? Is it Tubby Smith in Texas Tech? Who's coaching no, there? No, Tubby oh. went to Memphis. It's some guy you've never heard of. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and all these new, new Auburn basketball fans would have no idea because they just started paying attention to basketball <laughs> two years ago. Auburn's going to be playing number 17 Purdue tomorrow. Who's Purdue's coach, time. Blake? Blake, who's Purdue's coach? Uh, I'd probably Avery Johnson for all I know. Matt Painter. Who? Matt Painter. <laughs> you guys uh, were in line to get him one time, right? And then you ended up going after Avery Johnson? No, we were never going after Matt Painter. That was great. Marshall told me, please stop talking about basketball. <laughs> Can we, okay, tonight I was watching Auburn beat Texas Tech. <laughs> it was great. We're really turning this into a basketball podcast. Oh, now, fine, let's just go. Let's just do it. I'll go, I'll go all in. It, it It's not. It, it's kind of going back to football. And we were talking about how, and this could go way off, so we don't have to, but we were talking about how Alabama, now they wouldn't still have him because he would have been fired by by now, but we could have been playing against Rich Rod coaching Alabama. Yeah. Do we remember that? Yeah. I mean, pretty much we are uh, we are a couple of offensive Feinbaum comments away from, from talking about a, a Rich Rodriguez era at Alabama. Thank, thank God for Rita Rodriguez. Bless that woman. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about – I mean, bat, football would still be fun for the world if Rich Rod had gone to Alabama. I, I, I think it's probably safe to say – <clears throat> that it it would have lasted about three to five years, and that probably would have been it. Right, but Saban would have not never ended up there. That's true. Gone, yeah, he would have gone somewhere, and he would have had this dynasty somewhere. It wasn't about it being Alabama. He would have ended up. He would have ended up at. Uh, it probably. I don't know. Would he have ended USC up at or State? something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know that he might not have ended up back at LSU. It's true. With with them having uh, with Saban, I love these hypotheticals talking about with Saban being available there, like in two thousand seven or so. Um, I mean, that might have made Miles more likely to take the Michigan job. I mean, Tommy was gone after two years; he could have ended up at Auburn. Well, man, <laughs> man, <laughs> they they wouldn't want him anyway. They like what they got. They'd rather have their coach anyway. Ain't that right, Bloggle? Exactly. I'll take, <laughs> yep. I'll take who we have. I trust. I trust our Lord and Savior, Jay Jacobs. <laughs> Coach Shizik won a national championship. He sure did. Yeah. What's the great hire? Clearly. Y'all so, fired him. He didn't, he didn't deserve to be so listen, fired. I want to do – I've done – this This is like sort of like the, the, the Kenneth Bone question before before Ken Bone. But we, we've done this in previous installments of this podcast. I want to know from Hunter if you could if you could have one – player from Auburn's roster right now who would you take but you have to you have to give up one of yours for him at the same position 
Man, I, I think I know what the answer is on both sides of this, by the way. I'm going to jump in and say it ahead of time, but y'all go ahead. Go, but go, I think I know what you it is. You go first, Hunter. I, don't, I really don't know. I'm sitting here having to think. No, you know what he's it is, said, he's just. You know why he doesn't know the answer yet is because he doesn't consider this a part of football. Oh, yeah, Carlson, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dude makes everything. Like, I've, I've, I've been at a point where, like, I almost enjoy watching him kick because, like, he just makes everything. And I don't have to worry about, like, the possibility of him missing. I just know that it's going to go in. And, yeah. I, how did I not think of that? Yeah. Do you, you drop Adam Griffith with no hesitation. Don't tell him I said that because we need him thinking positive thoughts. Right. But even, even with his kids. heroics from, from the national championship game. And he had a pretty damn good Iron Bowl last year, too. Like, it, we, uh, like Blake said, we don't need a field goal kicking competition to break out. And no, we don't. But we kind of had one last year, and he it's he like, did a pretty good job. It's like an inside the 25 field goal competition, maybe. Yeah, but he booned one of those. He would have been good Man, if it's an 60. outside the 35, we are on. It would have been good from 60. <laughs> so, wait, so, Warblogger, what would be your answer to, to this question? <clears throat> Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the only one, the only people I can think of are Jalen Hurts, Ruben Foster, and Sean Evans because they because one's a quarterback and the other two are from Auburn. But I, I would probably say Jalen Hurts. And let me let me just stop right here when I say this. I don't think he's a Heisman candidate, or he shouldn't <laughs> be a Heisman candidate. He's good. He's really good. But he's he's what Nick Marshall was, and nobody ever thought he was a Heisman candidate. He because nah, Nick Marshall Nick Marshall played at Auburn, and Jalen Hurts plays at Alabama. No, but, but <laughs> well, Nick's that's, name that's, was in the mix a little bit, man. That's don't, why you're mad. Like it wasn't well, no, 2013. If you recall, what ended up happening was that Trey Mason got got became a Heisman finalist. Yeah. And he was he was who all of the the sort of Heisman love got shifted onto from that team. Yeah, I mean he okay. Gus Malzahn's offense has been fine with Sean as a good, accurate passer with a bruising running back, and Sean will surprise you and throw it every once in a while. Jalen Hurts is what the off- this offense needs. Obviously, Alabama knows that. They stole it. They, they do what Auburn does or used to do. And, that I mean, that's what this offense has kind of been missing. That's why it's gone from – yeah, Auburn scored 50 points three times this year, but it's gone from Auburn scoring 40 every game to Auburn scoring 20 and 30 and against good teams. He he is he's really good, obviously very good, but he he's, he throws the ball deep somewhat inaccurately, and then he runs when nothing is open, and that's fine. That's fine. He's a great athlete. I just don't think that makes you Heisman worthy. He's just there because he plays for Alabama, and that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, well, it sucks for you, I guess. And he's only a freshman, too, so you're going to have to put up with at least two more years of this. <laughs> uh, but I'll pop him with Jeremy Johnson, so there you go. With Jeremy Johnson, that's who you give up. Oh, we got a, that's not a very good trade for us, man. I don't, think, I don't know that we could win in that scenario. I, will, I don't know if I said this earlier. I think I said the fact, though. If Sean White is not – if he's not 90%, I'm fine with Jeremy Johnson playing. Hand the ball off and throw some bombs. That's really the only way Auburn can win anyway against Alabama. He's he can throw it deep. Let just play that offense. Go ahead. See, that, I that's why love, I'm, actually, I'm kind of hoping that like an eighty percent Sean White plays. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not just saying it to be a, a turd right Listen, now, but that's honestly what I'm hoping for. I that y'all tr- trust Sean like so much. You play him. I I, I don't want to see 
I don't want to see anyone get legitimately hurt in this football game, and that that would concern me if if there's a less than healthy Sean White on the field. Uh, I I do think this the way that this Alabama defensive line has been playing that there there's you have to put somebody back there that can either take a hit or escape one. You know, roll tide, man. I, I'm just saying. Listen, it's I, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks go go out early this year against Alabama, and I I don't know that Sean White's in a great position. Um, but I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's going to bounce back in time for this. Game. Maybe Woody Barrett comes out and scares all y'all. Tyler Queen was out there last weekend, man. Tyler yeah. Queen looks like he could take a hit if he needed to. That's what he, I'm saying. Okay. He looks he, like he's got some some extra cushion. To take those to absorb the hits if he needs to. Did you just call Tyler Queen a fatty? I'm just saying he looks like he's he's well he's he's well built to absorb impact. He he looks he still looks like the kid you played football with. He was two years older than you probably. He was nine years seven. He got his head shaved like <laughs> two months ago, <laughs> and it's still kind of growing out of the same length. And he's real sweaty. I don't, I don't know if y'all can picture this. He's real sweaty on his forehead, and his hair's kind of sticking together coming down. He's got a little. He, when he smiles, his eyes are kind of closed. Y'all picturing this? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'll I'll say that that guy like on Bama message boards, they always talk about how Auburn like recruits or commits or players even will have like the look about him, that Auburn look. Well, that guy's got the Auburn look, like definitely. <laughs> Oh, he looks like a bug. He looks like a, a dirty booger eater. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like, I mean, Sean, Sean White kind of looks a little like a bug to me. To I be don't honest. know. He's he's kind of got. I know he's from Florida, but he's got a little bit of that Blake Barnett, California boy look to him. You know. Well, he went on that. He went on that uh, street beard thing for a long time. See, I think if he was clean shaven, it'd be a whole different story. He I looks like he used to be in O Town, but but it didn't work out. Because O-Town would never have a ginger kid. He did He did trim his beard this week when he was on the sideline. It's down to a nice whatever. Yeah, I'm telling you, that was a street beard. He had a street beard for a long time, and Georgia happened, and he cleaned up a little bit. He had to, like, he had to rethink some things, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember in 2013 we both had our street beards? Yeah, I had a hell of a street beard. I, I remember don't... getting off the plane in Dallas when I came back from L.A., and go into a, a barber in the Dallas airport and just get in the shave. And I, I was you like, You had another man shave you in, in a barber? Yeah. It's going to be a great, like, nice steam shave. But, but here was a fun thing I learned about that experience. They can't give you a straight edge razor shave in an airport because the barbers in airports can't keep straight edge razors because of like terrorism. Yeah, right. So he just so he was just using like a regular like a razor. Why did you like, not think about that before? Like a ship? Like you can't just walk into you can't go to the airport with a straight razor. Right. Like, like they're doing these even more background checks on these barbers to make sure they can have them. <laughs> I figured maybe the barber could give me one. I mean, he got me heated up real good. Like, he and then he it. and then he pulled out a Gillette Quattro. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled out a Gillette Quattro. <laughs> oh man, this is cozy. Thanks, bud. <laughs> how did but, we devolve know, to this? I don't know, man. This is how this is how the good podcasts go, though. This is always how they end up. <laughs> Uh, I want to, I want to wrap up, um, by just having kind of some, some good, you know, we talked about this podcast, bringing folks together. Are you, are you, 
are you more at? It's. It, I, I feel like I feel like these two fan bases have. Y'all tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like there's substantially less animosity right now than we've had in a couple of years past in this rivalry. I'm not saying it's losing its heat, but I do think maybe there's a little bit less. Uh, I don't know. Just there's, this seems like it's slightly more respectful in some way. I think it's because Alabama took Auburn fans as a collective unit and took their arms behind their back and held it there until they said uncle for like three years. And Auburn fans were like, uncle. And now it's just like, all right, cool. But I don't know. I, I feel like we maybe, can chill. I feel like maybe there's to some extent that Alabama fans are willing to grant some more legitimacy to Gus Malzahn than they were maybe a couple of years ago. I think there's less sort of investment in this whole like, he ain't nothing. This this high school offense ain't gonna do nothing. In yeah, because the they stole his offense, Matt. <laughs> and because it's they like, stole his offense, and they had five stars recruited so they could do it better. And we're not really like scared of like they, the reason people were doing that is because like deep inside they were scared of Gus. Like yeah. now we're not scared of him. It's like oh yeah, he's a pretty good coach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look for whatever whatever the reason why. I, I, am I am I right in saying that it seems like there's a little bit less sort of just just sort of built-up, pent-up aggression going into this year's game? I think from the Auburn side, a lot of the fans, I don't want to say gave up, but the Georgia game, like I said, just killed their spirit. They're not really worried about it. They've seen this before. Alabama's number one again. We're going up there. I mean, if it was in Auburn, maybe there'd be a little more hope. But going to Tuscaloosa, I I, I, I tweeted this earlier this week, I don't – I kind of feel like there's a little more hope from the people who would normally be thinking it's a blowout. And I don't know why. I mean, I think those those six straight wins before the Georgia game made people kind of believe after such a bad start. I mean, the one and two start kind of humbled us quick. Then about four or five weeks of winning kind of got us back a little bit. And it was it, we were still a little reserved because we had a long way to go to move up in the in the rankings, and then the Georgia game just kind of killed it. So I think I don't know. It, I think Auburn fans have been tempered for a while now. Um, Alabama fans are are their meanest when Auburn is good, and right now I, I think, agree with I, you. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I think uh, Alabama. They've been number one all year. They just don't see anybody as a threat. I don't. I mean, Auburn has the best defense. I don't know. Maybe LSU. One of the top two defenses Alabama will, has played all year. Um, and if Auburn had the offense they had a week, a month ago, injuries, no injuries, and all that, that might be the best offense they've played. I mean, this, this could have been, should have been the West Championship again. So it's not that anymore. So I think a lot of um, pressure has been taken off. So Alabama fans are just, they're not mad. They already know they're in the SEC championship. They really know that if they lose to Auburn, they're still going to be in the playoff. Most likely. I mean, unless they lose to Florida, but, and that's not going to happen. So there's just a lot less reason to be scared. I think for Alabama fans, but they should be scared because. <laughs> <on> no-, <laughs> no, I felt like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Mississippi State fan, Stingray. I felt like I was about to go into a Stingray promo there. Um, but <laughs> they yeah. should be scared. Hey, listen, 
Can I can I just say, have y'all did y'all ever hear this year? My probably my favorite thing from the 2016 football season was Stingray calling the 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 crash of the Hindenburg. Have you heard this? No. <laughs> I highly recommend everyone go seek it out. It's ma- is it on AL.com? It's not on AL.com, unfortunately, <laughs> but it's magical. Uh, well, so listen, guys. <clears throat> thanks for, uh, for to War Bloggle. Thank you for for putting this together and for inviting me to be a guest on this podcast. Hey, man, yes. can I ask a question as we wrap up here? Yeah. Um, what is each of you guys' favorite Thanksgiving side item? That's a great wrap up question, Blake. Yeah. What 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 do you, when when you go and you break bread with your family whether they're bam or whether they're barn what what are you most going to want to load up on on the side of your plate bloggle is dressing aside Yes. No, it's no, no, it's it wouldn't be the right choice if it was a side nor if it, we were talking about entrees here it's just trash I, I say it's a side I say it's a, it is a I side can, I demand it with no celery and no onions or anything. I want it to be cornbreadish. You just want wet bread. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna say macaroni and cheese just because I know where that's gonna go. I made that for my office Thanksgiving today, and everybody loved it. Macaroni and cheese. I'm All with right, Bloggle here. That. I'm with Bloggle. More damn macaroni and cheese. That's a good All point. Right, I- but Matt, I you tweeted that there is no macaroni and cheese at a Thanksgiving. It's, it was not a part of my Thanksgiving, but I, I. That's weird. I don't get that, Matt. Like, I think what y'all are thinking when y'all say that is that you're thinking that we're talking about Kraft mac and cheese. No, we're talking about like mac and cheese in like a it. casserole dish my, with the cheese burnt on look, top. My family makes macaroni and cheese. We just didn't do it for Thanksgiving. Um, but I, okay. I would say probably. I'm probably going to get hated on for this. I'm going to actually say sweet potatoes because it's really the only day. It's really the only time I ever have it all year. And I like it. You get with the marshmallows on top. Sometimes I'll do marshmallows. Sometimes, sometimes my, my wife does it with like, like pralines on top, you know, like candied pecans. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like yeah, on the top I of it. Get up on that. Yeah, it's good. Well, that that much like all Thanksgiving dishes. If it was that good, we'd eat it more than once a year. <laughs> that's a that's a Clay Travis sound and take, pal. I mean, Thanksgiving food is just trash, man. I'm a I'm a big fan of Thanksgiving food, and I'm a bigger fan of the week following Thanksgiving, where I just find like different ways to remix that stuff into other meals. For the rest of just the week. Just put dressing on top of like a sandwich. Oh, hell yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll find some way to make it into like a hash for breakfast or something. <laughs> <laughs> or, or as Bog will do, a wet sandwich with, or a wet <laughs> bread with like two dry pieces of bread around it. <laughs> I like, I like dressing too, Bloggle. I would I eat, like I would eat just, yep. I would eat just dressing and cranberry sauce like mixed together for a meal. I can't do cranberry sauce, but I like it with the giblet, giblet gravy or whatever you want to call it. Man, that's, that's some country stuff right there. Liver pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Before we we get done, we all have to, we have to do our score prediction. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll do that to close out. 
Who's starting? Um, <laughs> you, you want me to go first? Let's let the Varners go first. first. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go first. I'm going to well, say Alabama. Yeah. Uh, you want me to, I'm going first? Yeah, you're going first, Blake. Go for it. Okay. I'm going to say Alabama. I'm going to say Alabama 23, Auburn 13. War Bloggle. All right. I will say um, I made a, a vow when I was 12 years old in confirmation classes. I would never pick Alabama to beat Auburn. So I will say that Auburn will win 27 to 21. And on Monday, Funny Mame will put out a video where he's just staring at the tree with his eyes open. That's pretty great. Funny man be like, oh, no. <laughs> nah. You got a funny man fan house? Do, do you share the funny man you, videos, Hunter? Wait, Hunter, do you not, I, I don't really get them that much. Like, they're not like, I don't think they're that. Maybe I'm just being a hater here. I just don't, I don't think they're that funny. <laughs> he's, so, he, he's funny, man. It's right there in his name. Hunter, what, what's your Iron Ball score prediction? I'm going to go with 31 to 12. Wow. Um, you were one point different than what I picked. <laughs> you had 31-13? Yes. Is that four field goals? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's four uh, field goals. That's two Carlson field goals. Yeah, yeah and that, but, like, it could be – it couldn't have been 31-19 if we get a God thing. I'm not counting for a God thing in this game. <clears throat> All right. So, I've there did, we go. By the way, I've decided, I've decided that Eli Stowe will be playing – field goal returner for Auburn in this game. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, hopefully he'll have a chance to shine. (laughs) Well, Warbloggle, again, thank you for having us on, man. Yes, thank you. Thank you, everyone. I can't wait to tell all the gumps to go to warbloggle.com this week. (laughs) Do it. Subscribe on iTunes. I'll put it on YouTube. Maybe we'll get on the War Eagle Sports Radio app if they'll take it. Um, yeah, otherwise it'll be on warbloggle.com. Awesome. Happy right, Thanksgiving, thanks, guys. Everyone. Enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. War Eagle. Roll Tide. War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Roll Tide. War, 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 War.